Kilando varun kristali mon krehila trahandis kenilos kep shenelons kemalianon karanang titre vrendun klaran stando remende hila kanangros tede anveng berhektos kan bedevrehengo sanana lemen shektura pepenando remembzi etekando shetranos kivedi Zon badaino kron behesta daro dufe hesta lishanze klepta kura. Sabru dusete kalibaran shkedure. Zadore mende keru sendet vanaro non gombresante kira. Frondon seletrat pehigra atezele galabdo hozele transke de bronde. Sharavando sek perektos kine mancha. Sopranon de kiredektos ken veneish anorum de sekrehiga de bahai. Aleiko shanda rabadaba lukom perestanding redi faranashke irando zek praando vid mehekon skeshte nure memene sande ego manai sai poroktum berestendon venembre hektus kadabdahanshka rombende sikabhante sekrendad vanai shakronze de balihindresaka. Oh, thank you, Father, for your truth and for your light. I give you thanks. Um, a large, a large percentage of the views we have regarding money, wealth creation, and uh, financial freedom is affected by the beliefs that we've held or were passed down to us, which in turn affected our relationship with the subject of money and wealth creation. I, for one, know that, you know, based on my background, uh, family background and so forth, because we, we never grew up really with money. We almost seemed to survive. So growing up, my relationship and ideals around money were miscontrolled because, first of all, we never were taught about money at home. Secondly, we, we didn't understand its, we knew its importance, but we really didn't understand its value. So growing up, a person develops 
an unhealthy relationship uh, with this thing called money. And when you look in at life in general, you, you begin to see and you begin to realize it's important, it's necessity for, for expression of um, uh, one's desires, one's will and one's dream. And, and I, I sort of was in a conundrum because I looked at life and I saw how this instrument called money had a large effect on how people live their lives. Uh, here I'm talking about the quality in which people live their lives. But because of my belief systems and my value systems around that, around you know, uh, the principles of money, of not only acquiring it, of handling it and, 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 and using it uh, in, in, in life, weren't so healthy. I, I, you grew up almost accepting that there are people who are not supposed to have money. You know, and it's amazing when you begin to dig deep into the psyche of, of individuals, what you will find them when it comes to this subject uh, matter. So I, I, I didn't have a healthy relationship with money. I had wrong beliefs about money and what it is, what it can do for me and why I needed it. So my, my goals in life were alienated from wealth creation, wealth building because of that fact. I mean, what, what do you make up of the world when all you grew up to have in life is enough? Obviously, your judgment would be impaired and I think my judgment was impaired for a large majority of my life and I came into Christianity and that seemed to exasperate or worsen the matter because what Christianity or at least the Christianity I was introduced to did to me was it misconstrued the the subject matter even even further it worsened it right because now the the concept and the idea about this thing called money would alienate me from a relationship with god ultimately if i pursued its generation if I pursued uh, making it or desiring to make it and to have it, that ultimately it would lead me down a wrong path. And really, that is where I believe most of life's mis misfortunes take place. Number one in the household, 
and number two in in the church walls because if you do not have or you do not get sound doctrine and theology about money and wealth and its creation it will mess up your life because you, you, you we really don't realize how much how much of a of a of a of a social impact money has uh on us we we really don't understand that and until until we are faced with the reality of of its necessity and if if we are not cultured right if we are not taught right about about these subjects we would find ourselves repeating generational patterns as it relates to money as it relates to wealth generation i mean uh, uh being a black person i know for one that i have no inheritance because number one i didn't grow up into money and number two i didn't grow up in a lineage that prioritized generational wealth and generational building and you must understand something about generational wealth that in building generational wealth there's a preservation of generational truth and knowledge that is passed down from generation to generation that enables that particular generation to continue what the family began doing well we don't have that and i regard myself i don't uh, as a, as a first generation uh, wealth builder and you, you have no idea if 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 you have made that one of the goals of your life how difficult that is because you've got to deal with unwiring all this mess and all this uh, 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 strongholds that have entrenched themselves intrinsically in 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 who you are in the world and how you behave and function in the world and you must understand that these two institutions the family and the church they have played a great role in the poverty and or in poverty creation of many lives number 1 because of the misconceptions based on experiences that they have brought uh, and and number 2 be, be, because because of an inability to handle the entire counsel of god when it comes to the subject so i i i came into christianity and things and things for me became worse in terms of building the right mindset around wealth generation and creation because the whole notion or the gist of what i got from the theology of the christianity that i came into was that you must work to serve god and god will take care of everything now that is totally obscured from the ideas that are built from god or i mean by god from the word of god around wealth because when you begin reading the scripture scripture says a totally different thing than what christianity you know uh at least the christianity at that time that i've been introduced to uh in saying christianity i'm not in, in, in you know including uh the broader scope of of christendom i'm i'm just talking about what i was exposed to and 
it messed me up. It messed me up. And, and you know, there's something about life that will show you ultimately that your beliefs and values around something are wrong. And that has to do when one grows up, you, you take up more responsibility. And then you realize, uh-oh, what I, what I thought I believed in, what I thought was right in what I believed in is actually miscontrolled or faulty because then you are unable to function in carrying out those responsibilities effectively. And these questions begin to rise in my heart. And I, I just began, I just began to see God because I could see God myself at that time. And I can tell you with confidence that my life, my life as, as it concerns my relationship with money, finances, and the ideology of wealth creation, that really began to take off probably seven years ago, eight years ago. And that came as a result, excuse me, that came as, as a result of crying out to God. Because I, I was swamped, not in debt, in poverty. And I was beginning to realize the, the atrocities and the impact that this, this thing was having on me as an individual because it, it restricted my ability to express my desires, my goals, and what I want to achieve in life. So I, I, I got into the ministry around 2007, and seven, eight years later, that's when I began to be delivered of, of the wrong doctrinal teachings uh, surrounding money and wealth creation. That's when, seven, eight years, that's when really I could say I was delivered. And that came as a result of me going to seek out the truth for myself. Because I, I, took, I took it upon myself because I realized that ultimately my pastor, church leaders, they don't want to live life for me. My mother, my father, they're not going to live life for me. And I've got to find out, and since I'm a Christian, what, what God thinks about this subject. And I began searching out, I began crying. That's around 2015, 2016. And that's when God freed me. And how he freed me was... He helped me understand life. He helped me understand money. He helped me understand the principles of wealth. And really, that's how my first book on uh, wealth, poverty, and prosperity uh, came to be. It, it's, it's a revelation of that season in my life where God was moving me out of the strongholds of poverty.
And I'm saying this to, 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 to say something to you, which I will say um, in, a few, in a few moments. And when, when that happened, something began to happen because then now in my mind, I was free. And I can assure you, there wasn't a day during that period when I was not gobbling up financial information. I mean, uh, you, you can see right here behind me, uh, my, my library. 40% prior to that time, oh, you know, most books I was reading was Christian books and so forth. But after that time, after the illumination, the light came, Probably now, you know, af more than more than after Christian uh, material here, the large majority of my library consists of financial books, wealth books, and I started reading. I started reading, and then the more I started reading, my mind opened up, and my relationship with money, my relationship with wealth, and my perceptions and values around that began to change. And when that began to change. I think that's when I discovered not only the significance for having money in this life, but the purpose about wealth and why we should make a large or take a large priority of our time in this life in not only investing in the accumulation of information and knowledge surrounding that, but actually pursuing it, taking actions consistent of, of with bringing that reality into our lives. And, 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 and it's true because I mean, most of you here, you, 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 you have, Averse relationships with matters and issues surrounding money. And if you can sit down with yourself, you realize that some of those things stem from what you were taught in your house. And number two, what you were not taught. So the, the lack or the absence of accurate and adequate knowledge really robbed us of a, a life better than you might currently be having it now. So you, you've got to realize that ultimately your life is in your hands. So, and you've also got to discover that there are laws, there are principles that govern money, that govern wealth creation, that, that have nothing to do, hear me and hear me well, that have nothing to do with, with, with some of the things which we were taught in our households and we were taught on the church pulpits. Absolutely nothing to do. If child of God, prayer, which is a spiritual activity, and uh, you know, 
things like prayers and fastings, if those things could lead you into wealth, prosperity, and having money, Christians would be the wealthiest group of people on earth today, correct? Now, in saying that, I'm not saying that prayer is not important. What I'm saying is that we should never try to substitute the laws of money and wealth creation with other laws that have no place in that particular field or in that particular area. Because when we do that, we rob ourselves of not only accurate knowledge, but we rob ourselves of appropriate functioning in life. You will never be rich. You will never be rich. You will never be rich praying. You will never be rich praying. Prayer does not bring riches. There's no scripture in the Bible that tells us to pray and we will become rich. Because that's not how God set it up. If, if you observe Adamic principles, you realize that's, 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 really, that's really not how God set it up. So we've, we, we've got, you've got to reorientate the way you approach the subject of money, finances, and wealth creation. You've got, you, you really have to. It will detrimentally affect you if you approach it religiously. It will kill you. It will kill, trust me, it will kill you if you approach the subject matter of, of, of money, wealth creation. You cannot approach it religiously. It will kill you. And that's why many ministers, many Christians are broke, are broke. And, and like I said, you don't understand the social impact that money has on us. It's a great social. It, it affects every single area of our existence. Every single area of our, our existence, the subject of money affects it. So you, we've got to understand which principles to apply way and money making wealth generation is no different you, you've got to understand that
let's make an example. Let, let me ask several of you questions. How, how many investments do you have? How much do you have in your savings? How much money do you have in your bank account? Now, if 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 the the answer to all of those questions is minimal to none, then you've got a problem because you are in charge of your life. You are at a point in your life where you are in charge really of the outcome of your life. And the lack or the absence of those, those things is a direct reflection of what you have believed. Because remember, when you grow up, it's not really about what you were taught anymore. It's about what, what are you going to learn? What are you going to do? Because as long as you keep throwing things off to, I learned this, I learned this, and that's why I'm like this. Listen, you, you will, you, your life will never make any, any notable improvements. So the fact that you are a Christian and you have wrong relationships, wrong value systems about money, is affecting you in your Christianity because your testimony for God about Jesus or of Jesus is being affected. Why do you believe in Jesus but you are financially incapacitated? Why do you believe in Jesus but you are limited in financial influence? Where then is the strength where then is the testimony of that God? Now, you see, some of these things will never change until you really sit down with yourself and really diagnose, diagnose honestly and truthfully your life. You may continue on and thinking, oh, it's fine, oh, it's fine. But... Constantly, there'll be that thing inside you that keeps knocking at you that, no, it's not fine. No, it's not fine. No, it's not fine. Look at what God says in Genesis chapter 1. He says, and God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, he male and female created them. And then the Bible says, and then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. The word there can be translated as be productive and increasing. That, that alone, that point in time alone solidified the principles or the laws of wealth creation as it as it as it relates to man that if man wants to be wealthy if man wants to have money he he has to find a productive system in which he can participate that can be increased and and that's why when you look at the world most people who have more than five houses, more than two houses, more than one car, more than four cars, most people who drive supercars these are people who are, who are either uh, 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 aristocrats, uh, politicians, 
and business people. It is rare you find an ordinary working citizen owning more than four or five cars. It is rare that you find them owning more than six uh, houses, more than two houses. Why? Because they, they, they are, their occupation does not allow them the, or their productivity system does not allow them to scale because wealth is in scaling, wealth is in multiplying. You cannot keep getting the same money year after year and think that your life will improve. No, improvement of life is consistent with what? With, 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 with a direct increase and improvement in your earning power. And the only space in the world where you can truly exponentially increase your earning power is in is in business and, and is in financial investments. There is no other place where, where you can continue to, to live life progressively, multiplying in all facets, than if you have a business. If you, if you don't have... If, Listen, you, I'm not saying there's, 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 there's anything wrong with pursuing a career. I'm only just showing you that the multiplication power in the structures of wealth generation lies there. If you are at the bottom of the food chain, all you hope to do is survive the next month. You, you, you're, just living, you're just living from hand to mouth. You're, that's not living. That's not living because you're, you're not fulfilling the, the, the commandment behind the blessing to be fruitful and multiply, to be productive and increasing. And that's why you can have men and women around the world who have no business with God, no beliefs about God, and those individuals can be one of the most inspiring in terms of financial building, financial wealth, one of the most wealthiest, richest people you can find because it is not their relationship to God that makes them capable of building wealth or of having money it, it is it is it is being a human being and understanding their role and function as a human being because god created the human being to function productively so ultimately you've got no one to blame except yourself for remaining in, a, in, in financial limbo in life. Nobody else. Nobody else. You don't even have your age to blame. I mean, there are people who are 19, people who are 20, and they're already millionaires. They, 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 have, they, they, they can retire now in life. Why? Because the head start they were given was building healthy relationships and beliefs and value system when it comes to money. And, and that is why I firmly believe, do a study in the word of God, you will realize that 
It's not how much you pray. No, he says he blesses the works of your hands. He blesses the works of your hands. He multiplies the works of your hands. The reason why such, such teachings have sprang up in Christendom has been ministerially inspired. Because it, when you study the word of God, you realize that the things which God, the systems which God set in place for you to become wealthy has nothing to do with the junk that's, that's being taught. And it's almost as though, it's almost as though that those in the world have captured that wisdom of God for, for, for living financially uh, uh, or building or creating systems of wealth than Christians have. So they believe more in God's will for humanity to be wealthy, prosperous, and rich than you actually do. Because what I find Christians are doing more than anything is that they are wishing. They, they are wishing that they, their love, their service, their faithfulness yield some form of financial rumination. They are wishing. And, and that is the difference between most Christians and, and, and people of the world. Wishing depends on external forces to materialize the desires or the subject or object of your wish. Yet, willing is a different story because willing denotes an action on your part in bringing those things to pass. So that's why many Christians, they'd rather sit on their hands hoping that because God loves them that their situation or financial situation will change. It don't work that way. Life don't work that way. Life was not designed that way. If you sit on your hands, you will starve and die. It's a guarantee. You will starve and die. If you sit on your hands, you will starve and die. Paul says, let he who does not work, says, let him not eat. Says, he who does not work, let him not eat. And you've got nobody else to blame. You've got, there's nobody else to blame. There are two components which I found are great contribution to money, money making and wealth creation. Two. In fact, three. It is, it is knowledge, the ability to utilize that knowledge. That means everything that has to do with diligence. Everything that has to do with diligence and hard work. If you look at a farmer, if you look at a farmer, his farming skills can only take him so far, right? He can know which soil to plant which crops in. Uh, he, can, he can know, uh, you know, uh, uh, seasons, 
or timings in which those things you know are good for for harvesting and and seeding and so forth but there's one thing a farmer cannot do with all the, the skill with all the knowledge that he possesses there's one thing a farmer cannot do a farmer cannot successfully predict when the rain will come so he can do everything but he he still will need rain to come and and th- that that is the secret that is the key to understanding something profound about money and about wealth because 80 to 90% of people let's read the scripture ecclesiastes chapter 9 Ask yourself if you grew up if you grew up in a different in a different nation in a different continent would you be the person that you are today Would you have the same values the same beliefs would you work the same would you w- 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 what kind of person would you be if you grew up in in a much different environment would would a much different setting than you have would you be this person the question must also w- would you be that person you probably be someone different and the question you need to ask yourself is that would you like that person more than you do this one because this person is a product of 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 his environment and the social structures that have that have led him or shaped him to be at this point in their lives if you had a different father a different mother a different family uh, a different mentors a different uh, went to a different school different teachers exposed to would you be this person and in comparison to that person who who had the ideal life or the ideal conditions who would you go with who would you choose would you choose you the current you or would you choose that person you know when i was growing up that 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 was one of the most important things in my life i i had to with with all my life with all my life i wanted to move as far away as i could from the social structures that raised me I wanted to because those social structures made me a failure. I was a failure. Nothing to my name. And yes, I can say it's me, but largely it's because of of the confines of of those social structures. And I wanted I, I wanted to go as far away, run as far away as I could from them. Because I knew as long as I was there, I was still going to remain the same person. 
Yes, make incremental changes, but not, not changes that are important enough to totally transform my life. And that's a question you've got to ask yourself. Nobody's going to answer that question for you. You know, there are people who, who, who get angry, angry at the thought, at the thought of, 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 of taking initiatives, making steps in order to improve their lives. They get angry. Why is that so? Ask yourself, why is that so? is because of wrongly destructive hell beliefs. And listen, until as a person you confront those things, you'll never change. You'll, as a person, as an individual, you'll never change. And all you'll do is perpetuate generational cycles. You, you'll just be a continuation of what was started years before you were born. And that's why a large percentage of my life, I ran to books. I ran to books because for me, that was the only safe space. That was the only safe. Outside, it was a jungle that was waiting to consume me. I ran to books. I ran to books. I don't know. I don't know. Probably they are. I don't know anybody who, who reads more than me. I don't know them. They probably are there, but, but I don't know them. That means anybody I know, when it comes to that level, to that, to that arena, they, they <laughs> I beat them any day, any time. Because of what books did for me, they, they, I, they honestly saved me. They saved me. Imagine you were raised by people who are not privy to information, information that can level up your life. You're raised by them. That means largely ignorant. What do you think you're going, you're going to become went to schools whose teachers really didn't really teach because they love teaching but it was a circumstantial thing so they just taught you what they could find in the textbook or what they were given by the school what then becomes the quality of your life when 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 you exit those social structures are you really equipped for life? Have you really, really been equipped for life? Now, I'm, I'm talking to, to you like this because I probably have, uh, you know, awareness of your state. Now, if I'm talking to millionaires and billionaires, I, I wouldn't be using the same rhetoric I'm using with you now. Because they don't need this. They, 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 need, they need light at a, at a, at a greater dimension. They, they need a greater light. 
like let me let me read you Ecclesiastes chapter chapter 9 verse 11 and I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong nor bread to the wise no riches to men of understanding, no favor to men of skill, but time and chance happens to them all. This is, this is what's amazing. This is what's amazing. You, you don't need to be highly educated to be rich. You don't need to be born from a rich and wealthy family to be rich. You just have to be prepared for that life. You just have to be prepared for it. Because the Bible says time and chance happens to them all. That means a farmer can do all that is necessary. He can plant, he can cultivate, he can, he can work the ground, he can plant the seeds, but he's still going to need rain. He's still going to be at the mercy of rain coming. And that's what we call fortune. That's what people of the world call luck. That many people became where they are financially, largely, yes, because they worked towards it, but more so because they were prepared for the opportunities. They were ready for the opportunities. And what made them ready, yes, what the hard work was the development of the skill sets. But ultimately, time and chance must happen to you. And this is where things like prayer and, 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 and other spiritual activities that has no physical re, uh, relation to money come in because what those things deal with is in the dimension of fortune, in, in bringing or alignment of circumstances that you cannot control, which are essential in leading you to where you need to be. And sometimes those opportunities comes in the form of men, come largely so in the form of men. Because time and chance happens to them all. That means a, a, a sprinter or an athlete can prepare all their lives. And that's what they do every single day. They prepare all their lives just for 10 seconds. Every single day they, they wake up 4 a.m., uh, uh, Train long hours just for just for 10 seconds. And that's why they are elite. Because they are constantly preparing for the moment. They are constantly preparing for that moment in time where all of their work, all of their energy, all of their training will be judged. And many times, after doing all that, they need the grace of fortune they need the grace of fortune because anything can happen what might happen is that maybe he might he, he might because he might not have realized but he might tear he might taste tendons he, he might taste acl and that would render all of that work useless because why was he training? Why was he working hard? It was for that moment of execution, that moment of opportunity. And even after all that, he needs fortune. Fortune, grace needs to be on your side if you're going to be successful in life. This is what we mean when we say, when the stars are aligned. This is what men mean, when the stars are aligned in your favor. But they cannot align 
unless you are prepared for them. That's why, that's why, that's why somebody who, who's, who is less prepared can win a race over an athlete who is more prepared because time and chance. So many of you are asking, when, when will my time come? When will my chance come? The question isn't really about when. The question is whether or not you have been working progressively to prepare for that moment. Because even when riches come, you still have to know how to manage them. You still have to know how to increase them. You still have to know how to multiply them. Having or time and chance is not an end of, uh, in and of itself. It's a means to an end. It's, it's, it's if I were to put it, the, the reward of, of diligence. Time and chance is the reward of diligence. And even when it presents itself to you, you're still going to have to do something about it. Even when the door opens for you, even when the opportunity opens for you, you're still going to have to do something about it. But you cannot unless you have been preparing for it. And wealth and money creation is something you prepare for all your life. It's, it's not something you prepare for like you prepare an examination. It's something that you constantly prepare for your entire life. Until the, the time and the chance present itself to you. So you really, you really need to understand that in as much as being wealthy is God's will for you, having money is God's will for you, you have a responsibility. There are things that you must do. Be productive. Multiply. That means, that means, that means on your, on your journey of starting a business, find something that can help you discover not only because you, you know why many businesses fail you can you can look at a supermarket you can look at a supermarket around you or look at a business around you and say i'm going to i'm going to imitate exactly what they do can get the same branding team get get the same you know agencies that help them set up and all that and you still fail and you ask yourself ah, but i did what they did <laughs> Doing, doing what they did is just one part. It's just one part of the story. There's another side to the story that only experience can teach you. You see, you, you can look at a video on YouTube or, or somewhere and say, I can do that. Until you start doing it. Until you start realizing that just looking is not enough. Because there's a whole plethora of knowledge that is involved. Expertise that is involved that you, you may not... Because all you see is not all there is. In other words, there's a lot hidden under the surface. There's a lot about what makes men like like uh, 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 Elon Musk, men like 
uh, Jeff Bezos, men like uh, all, all, all the rich men, the Walmarts, all, all, all the rich and, 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 you know, astronomically wealthy people on earth. There's a lot that goes on about them that, that, that's underneath, that's beneath the surface. And that's one of the reasons why I love reading biographies so much because you can, you can follow the trail. You can follow the trail of why these people became the way they became. So you, 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 like I said, in understanding or in knowing that it is God's will for you to be wealthy, there's also the knowledge of understanding that you have a large role in leading into that reality. There are people today who have more money than they can ever dream about. There are people in life today who dream about having just enough money. What's the difference? What's the difference? The difference is that time and chance happens to them all. Time and chance happens to them all. That means every single human being on earth will be given a chance by God, will be given an opportunity by God to enter the life of riches. But the question is, will you be prepared and will you have the discernment to perceive that opportunity? Because once that chance, once that time passes you by, listen, it may never come back again. I'm not saying it won't. It just may never come back again. And it's up to you to, to apprehend those moments when the divine fortune, the divine grace has given an opportunity to access that life. And every man in life is given that chance. But many don't prepare for it. Many don't prepare for it. That's why they ultimately live despondent lives. The will of God is that you be wealthy. Your will, your will is to ensure that that comes to pass. Not wish, wishing, listen, wishing will take you nowhere. Wishing, wishing will take, will lead as an individual, you will go nowhere in life. And you will end up in the cauldrons of pity parties with people of similar liking, of similar mindset, of similar thinking. And you will console yourself to think, at least I'm not alone in this mess. Well, you are alone. You are alone. Because life is experienced, not collectively. Life is experienced individually.
I mean, I, I, till today, I, I, I still have days and moments of, of regret. I mean, I, I started the wealth journey, finance journey, money journey, 20, 2016. I mean, that's little, seven years ago, that's when I started. Imagine if I had started earlier. I'm now in my 30s. And it is only now in, in my late 20s and, and, and early 30s that all those strongholds are beginning to wash away for my life. And clarity is, is, is coming to me. Seven years. How old are you? How old are you? When are you going to start? When, when are you going to start? Or maybe your parents left you a pile of cash, a pile of inheritance somewhere, and you can just bank on, on them dying soon enough in order for you to lay hands on it. But for the large majority of us who are aware that there's nothing for us, Nothing, absolutely nothing. We, I, I, I know for one that I've taken initiative. I, I have no debts. I have, I have no debts. I have investments. I have investments. And I'm constantly working to increase them. I'm learning every single day. Imagine if you knew about Bitcoin. Um, if you knew about, I was broke. When I knew about Bitcoin around 2015, I was broke. And Bitcoin around that time was about 40, 40, 40, $50. But I was broke. Time and chance. I knew about it. They had information about it. But because of the limitation of knowledge, I did not know or have the scope to envision why. I was blinded by my poverty. I had no means, I had no access. Seven years later, I'd be a millionaire. And opportunities like that in life come by. You don't need to be a techno genius to be a millionaire. You just have to need to know how to spot opportunities. And that comes with being abreast in knowledge. That comes with understanding your world because every now and then opportunities in the world present themselves. I can imagine how many, many millionaires, many millionaires came out of this Bitcoin bubble, Bitcoin revolution, many millionaires. Why? Because time and chance. Because of time and chance. And they rode the wave. Your Bill Gates, they rode the waves. Where will you be and what will you do when the next opportunity in your life 
and in the world for that matter, presents itself. Where will you be? There is nothing that will remind you and expose you to yourself than the lack of money will. Listen, you know, <laughs> there's a saying that says, you know, money can't buy you happiness, but poverty can't buy you anything. <laughs> poverty can't buy you anything. And if, if you don't fix your mind, if you don't fix your mind, configure your heart, you know, along our path, when you, when you start, when you start uh, growing, in, in, in spiritual understanding, you begin to realize that some of the situations that God has put you in were actually to motivate you, were actually to inspire you for greater. And that's why God gave you, or put you, you know, in those circumstances. Every man that ever had a relationship with God was wealthy. Can, you can read from Genesis to Revelation, they had money. They are not broke, they had money. You cannot begin to say that you have the same relationship with that same God who had a relationship with all those people and you are broke. You don't have a relationship with God. It, it, it is misconstrued. You have a relationship with his religion. But you don't have a relationship with that God because if you had a relationship with that God you would begin to enter into the same experiences that those other people had. You, you have a relationship with his, with, with his religion. Because you think all there is to God is, is, is a sermon, a, a prayer, and a worship service. That, that's all you think there is to God. You need to wake up. As an individual, you need to wake up. You need to wake up. Because many opportunities have missed you. And many will. If you don't stand. Bible says it is the hand of the diligence that maketh rich. It's the hand of the diligence that maketh rich. Remove all illusions you are made to believe about money and wealth generation. Remove them. And you'll enter a different experience in life. You'll have a different understanding about life and the role that you need to play to ensure 
that you become rich. That you become rich. Listen, in this world, it, in this world, if you're not rich, if you are not rich, if it doesn't matter how spiritual you are, it doesn't matter how spiritual you are. If 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 you are not rich, you are you are you 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 will have to succumb and relegate yourself to the lordship. Of those who are. The Bible says the rich ruleth over the poor. The rich ruleth over the poor. That's how it is. The rich ruleth over the poor. You'll always be oppressed if you're not rich. Both socially, emotionally, internally, you, you will be oppressed in in, in, in all forms, in forms that are, you know, there are rich people who, who wonder at some of the squabbles and some of the, you know, the complaints that poor, poor people have. They wonder they, because it's a shock to them. I mean, most people concern themselves about what they're going to eat, you know, how they're going to pay their bills. <laughs> people who are rich that, that, I mean that's not even that's not even a that's not even a thought because their minds are free to think higher thoughts these are thoughts of oppressions what are you gonna eat what are you gonna waste the same things Jesus said don't worry about these are thoughts of oppressions constantly oppressing you you, you, you know when you said when you have money I mean you should be happier when you get money some people are sad because the moment you have it, you know, automatically you know that <sighs> this, this thing again, the root, the root, the root, the love of money is the root. That's the power money possesses. Many people focus on, on that part that the love of money is the root of, of evil. That scripture shows the power money has, the influence money has over, over civilization. Time and chance happens to them all and I pray that time and chance happens to you thank you all good night God bless you